Movies based on video games, whether you love them or you hate them, it's hard not to be curious about them. Are they anything like the games they're based on? Last week we talked about Silent Hill 2 for the PS2, arguably one of the greatest video games of all time. Its world, characters, and the environments are so unique and memorable that logically some production company said, you know what, we can make a little bit of money on this. So that's why in 2006, they made the first Silent Hill movie. Is the movie anything like any of the Silent Hill games? Let's talk about that on another exciting episode of A Cast of the Past with a brand new episode each and every Sunday where talk about a contrast. Last week, one of the top 100 video games of all time. This week, maybe one of the top 100 worst movies of all time. I could be exaggerating, but we will be talking about that with yours truly, Juan Velas from Puerto Rico. Joining me from Boston, Massachusetts, we have our resident Silent Hill expert, Ryan McNulty. Now, Ryan, this is not your first time watching this movie, which uh, I apologize you having to go through this twice now, but how scared were he you? He chose it. No, yeah, I mean, he, he didn't yeah, have to say, but I, You know, I was going to say I apologize because it had been a while since I'd seen the movie. I forgot how bad it was. So, guys, I, I'm sorry. Just, how scared were you going into this, like, after playing the game for review, knowing that this was going to be the back-to-back? Like I said, I, I forgot that it was this bad. I knew there was things that really frustrated me about this movie because they get a couple things right but they get so much wrong that it just, it's such a disappointment because the potential was there to actually make a good video game movie. And it just, it falls flat on its face. And from London, Ontario, we have Keith Poshik. Now, Keith, you went from the Resident Evil fan club to now being a member of the Silent Hill family. Having watched this, how, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I enjoyed talking about Silent Hill 2. I can tell you that. <laughs> hey, at least there's something. Mm-hmm. How, 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 about, how about I word it like this? Last week, it felt nice to be on, like, the front foot praising Silent Hill along with Ryan. This week, I imagine Ryan will be on the back foot defending any little thing he can about Silent Hill because I got some things to say about this movie. Yeah, I, I reeled you guys in only to push you away from the series now. Please, just please note that the movies are just not the games oh, and that the games are me. still very much worth playing. So as, don't let this stray you away from the series. As somebody in the Resident Evil camp, I totally understand that. <laughs> yeah, where you, you got say, a couple yeah. of those. You the got, games are Resident great. Evil movies? There's like eight of them or something? I think there's like six or seven of them at this point where we had a good one. There was a good one. And then the rest are garbage. So I'm more... Which uh, is the best I guess, one? The first one, Resident okay. Evil with Mila Jovovich. And I guess if you include the CG stuff, there's probably is like eight or nine oh, of right. them. Oh, right. There's like three of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Holy crap. There's a lot of them, but there's only one good one. So I'm more than uh, accustomed to saying, don't judge the games by the movies, because my God. Absolutely not. And everybody watching and listening, if you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving that five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Facebook. I am a little bit under the weather this week. Partially, I'm going to blame it to the movie. Before we even begin, like, wow, look at my voice right now, or listen to that. <laughs> yes. So last Special night, guest Mick this, Foley this week. Yeah, a little bit. So this actually happened last night. I sit down, nothing better than a Friday night, sitting down with my wife to watch Silent Hill, the movie. As I'm watching it, power goes out. There's like a 30-minute, 20-minute break, and that's like the worst for when you're watching a movie, right? Power comes back. I'm like, I got to be responsible. I got to review this damn thing, right? Start to watch it again. 
power goes out again. And it's it's about a bad movie. Like, isn't that the worst case scenario? You're watching something you know you're not going to enjoy, and they are extending the time. It's like Keith was playing a prank on me. So uh, the, the other thing is like, you know, we talked about this with Spider-Man 3. You know you're not going to review a great movie when you can watch it for free. They tell you with ads, and you don't even get the ads. It's like, wow, we, we can't even yeah, torture they, they this person. sympathy. Because you're almost like, hey, you know, Amazon Prime free with ads. All right, you know, I'll deal with some ads. At this point, for this movie, you're kind of wishing you had some ads just to give you a breather from some of the cringiness of this movie. Mm, I'm not going to lie. I also watched it last night. I took a voluntary break just from it. Like I got about halfway through, then I went to watch something good, and then I finished the rest of the movie. That's good. That's that good, good being RuPaul's Drag Race, so a very, very <laughs> different feeling. Wow, that's a little bit different. But just in case, so this movie came out in 2006. So by this point, we've already had multiple uh, movies based on video games. You know, in 2001, we had the first Lara Croft movie starring Angelina, uh, Angelina Jolie. In 2003, we got the sequel. We got a House of the Dead movie in 2003, which I haven't watched that. There and was I have a no House idea. of the Dead movie? Right? That was I, I think I that was like a Uwe Boll special. So Oh my goodness. I yeah. haven't I haven't heard that name in years. I gotta watch Postal again. So uh Resident Evil Apocalypse, that was like the second or second third movie. one, I think. The one with yeah. Nemesis. Okay, and my wife says the second movie. And then in two thousand five we got Doom starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, which that that's like a, de a debatable movie. I think people go back and forth. And we do have a review of the most infamous movie based on video games, Super Mario Brothers. So if you haven't, I highly recommend you go back into the archives. But Ryan, as our Silent Hill fanatic, can you give us your overall impressions about the movie? And we are definitely going to get into the differences and what is still similar about the movie. But just give me the overall mm -hmm. impression. Uh, my overall impression is that this movie is a huge disappointment. They definitely do a decent job with the visuals. And that's the one thing I'd say I appreciate about this movie is that it does take its time to show off the visuals of Silent Hill. And at times that actually is pretty cool to see. Uh, other than that, they completely just botched the entire story of this game and added a bunch of unnecessary cliche things to just make it like less unique and uninteresting. I mean, the whole witch hunt thing is just totally basic and bland and stupid. And I think check, that just check, com check. completely just ruins this movie and just a lot of unnecessary cringiness, um, you know, just like the beginning of the movie with the little girl being like, Silent Hill, Silent Hill. It's so bad. And they didn't need to do that. If they started where the story of the game started, you can just cut all that BS out of the beginning. Also, Sean Bean is completely irrelevant in this movie. Right. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> it's bad. And they just, they should have followed the games, which could be said about many of these video game movies we listed off. Because I feel like at this point in time, writers just have no respect for video game source material you can see hey look at the harry potter movies right they're pretty damn faithful to the source material and most of those movies are pretty damn good but i just feel like video game movies like hollywood just has no respect for the stories of a lot of these games and that's why we haven't had any good video game movie 
except for arguably, not even arguably, except for the, the Pokemon movie that just came out, Detective Pikachu. But that's kind of like, it's not really following. It is following a game, actually, the Detective Pikachu game. That's like the only good video game movie out there, I think. So maybe, maybe we'll get some more respect for source material because that's where this movie falls apart for me. And Keith, in, in your case, obviously your only experience with Silent Hill has been the second one. But yeah, this is said, based off the first game. I won't, yeah, so just to be clear. Is it based off the first game or would you say it's inspired by the first game? It It's definitely, like, I would say it's about 30% of the story of the first game. So it definitely, there's a lot of things in it. There's a decent amount of material that it is very much based on the first game. Okay. Because from only, uh, only having Silent Hill 2 as a reference point... This game was kind of a failure in both camps it was trying to go for, in my opinion. Like, to me, it was a failure to uh, to really uh, incorporate the Silent Hill-ness of it, and it was a failure to be a horror movie as well. It felt like one of those, like, typical bad movies that you see that, like, oh, we're kind of referencing the things that you know from Silent Hill, like, here's the vomit monster, and here's the pyramid head, and here's the alternate town, but at the same time, it was also a bad horror movie. It did the thing that I hate, hate, hate the most in horror movies, and that's lean on religion, where if you can't mm-hmm. wrap your story up, blame it on God. So many horror movies do that, and I hate it every single time. So to me, this was just a failure on all accounts. Silent Hill. Yeah, for me, it felt like an empty movie where when you look at it physically, visually, and even the sound, it's it's a great, it's a great Silent Hill movie. Like when you look at it, it's like, Pyramid Head looks like Pyramid Head. The enemies look like the way they're supposed to. But everything behind that is empty. Like, throughout the whole film, I'm like, I even told my wife at one point, like, hey, like, this kind of looks like what Silent Hill maybe would be, but there's something missing. And that's what you mentioned, Keith. I think they brought in a lot of, like, horror movie tropes from from Hollywood, and that completely took the element, because I remember going back to our, our review of Silent Hill 2, what we loved about that is that the characters were human beings. Like, you were trying to figure out, like, what happened to you? Because you're just a dude. You're just a woman, right? But in here, everybody was like, oh, here's, like, this weird girl. Here's this weird woman who lost her daughter. It's like, it's so visually obvious that that curiosity that I loved about Silent Hill 2, maybe that's the same for other ones, I didn't have. So it was this empty case of, well, you're throwing the greatest hits. I mean, even the soundtrack, with the exception of, I believe, the one song, like Rain of Fire, like Johnny Cash, I believe every other song, based on the information, is literally ripped from the game. So it's like, here's mm-hmm. an example of, you know, you talk about Super Mario Brothers, where they stripped almost everything away from it. Here, they tripled down on it, but everything behind that, the purpose, to me, just felt empty. And you have this shallow of a film that as you're watching, it's like, so what am I really caring about? You know, I I would like you to start, Ryan, with the basic plot. Just from a movie sense, like, let's forget about the fact that there are video games. What is the plot that leads us to Silent Hill? Okay, so what's going on is 
Sean Bean and uh, what I don't know Rose is uh, the actress's name, but we'll just say Sean and, Bean and Rose. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not going to call him Christopher. I can't help but just call him Sean Bean. It's Sean Bean um, or Ed Stark. Those are the only yeah. acceptable yeah. So, answers. So their daughter's acting weird. She keeps going like Silent Hill, Silent Hill. So they're like, oh, the only logical thing is to take her to Silent Hill. Um, so, well, at least the mother wants to. So she kind of does it behind Sean Bean's back and they're driving there and you find out this town had like a coal mine fire or whatever. So it's like uninhabitable. And that's actually based off of a real town called like Centralia, Pennsylvania, where there actually is an underground mine fire. This is all movie stuff. Um, this, that's not the case in the game, but anyway, um, so she, takes her there she sees a ghosty ghost of a little girl and like swerves her car and gets into an accident and her daughter's now missing and she's traversing through silent hill to find her daughter ends up coming across a spooky cult people and they do all these witch burning things and they try to to burn the girl and then the mother finds out the truth and sees the girl from years ago that was burned but not dead and then brings her into the church and then you get some barbed wire fun time and then the movie ends with the mother and the little girl going into their house but they're still in the fog and they can't find sean bean who's in the light world and yeah and notice i didn't talk too much about what sean bean did because he basically does nothing so (laughs) there you go and ryan literally the, the fact that you talked about the entire movie right now and you're wondering like, so, so where's the plot twist? Like, so, so where's the thing? It's like this movie piss managed to piss me off in the first 10 minutes. So here's Christopher. So the dad telling her, Hey, you know what you should not do? Take our daughter to Silent Hill. Mom goes like, I'm still going to take her. She's on the way to Silent Hill. Everybody says, you know what you, you should not do? Take your daughter to Silent Hill. I'm still going to take her. Cop stomps her for speeding. She's like, you know what? I love my sick daughter, so I'm just going to speed because... Yeah, let's because break why not? the law and then get mad at the fact I broke the law. Exactly. Then, oh my goodness, my daughter's gone because like, I crashed and passed out. Oh, maybe taking my daughter to Silent Hill was a bad idea. No shit. There's, I never have, a, have, have I been so pissed off because usually this happens like midway through the film, right? Because you're exploring. You're like, oh my goodness, I don't know what's happening here. But this was in the first 10 minutes. The character openly regrets the fact that she took her daughter to Silent Hill. The movie has yet to begin, yet the character, the main character of the movie is regretting her decision. So how am I, st- how am I supposed to feel? She is a neglective mother that doesn't care about her daughter. She's completely blinded by all of this, right? And then the rest of the film, it's like you're in this in this world that you just said right off the bat, you didn't want that. You know, you talk about Crystal Lake, you talk about any other horror movie, like they spend a good time in the location before they go, oh my goodness, I regretted it. And the fact that they did it at the very beginning of the movie just made no sense to me whatsoever. What about you guys? Yeah, I totally agree. It's just taking a typical horror movie trope of really 
like trying to build up a character as a good person in a bad situation and just falling flat on it where within those first 10 minutes this is established as a bad person in a bad situation you're not supposed to like there's no way that you can feel bad for her it really hit uh, hit that point home with the scene in Silent Hill uh, with the cop where she's like well why are you arresting me gee I don't know you broke the damn law 10 minutes ago maybe that's why I'm arresting you and just like whining and complaining about it like how about you don't run away from a cop and maybe you won't end up in handcuffs her handcuffs you stupid idiot so from that point onwards it was very difficult to feel bad for this person in this situation because you kind of did it to yourself and really that's like that's supposed to be the hero of this story and you can't get behind the hero and i think that's kind of the base point of why this falls so flat because there's nothing really to root for in this movie there's nothing that you can really get behind beyond seeing the cool CGI that kind of looks all right. Yeah, they they kind of if they if you don't if they don't sell you on the initial premise, like you're pretty much checked out for for the movie. So, and they failed at that at the beginning. Yeah, and the fact of the matter is that what's supposed to lure you throughout the film is finding the daughter, right? So what happens is that her daughter is very similar to this uh a girl that was part of Silent Hill turns out like she was actually played by the same actor so the same girl plays multiple roles like multiple variations and i gotta say like credit to her because like they are very different characters and it's just cool to see like a little girl be the outstanding character in a film even though it's like very monotone very dry yeah her acting is not good but, but for what it know, is, like, you know, I think it's serviceable because it's it's like, that's the character. If you look yeah, at but like, what hey, th- that is. The ring called and they did it better. Yeah, that that is <laughs> very true, though. But going into the, the, the Silent Hill world, I thought it was interesting how the, the film has both the mother, so Rose and Sybil, which is the female cop to try to get her, you know, pulled over and all that stuff. Those we can two also are the vessels call of the story. Sybil dollar store Katy Perry. <laughs> that, right? That's, that was my first thought. Like, this here's is the kinda, Katy Perry bef- look. Well, I guess this was right. I, I don't know when Katy Perry first broke No, this out, was before. Like, this is probably a specific before, hairstyle. Yeah. yeah, so maybe Katy Perry is a huge Silent Hill movie fan. Can you imagine? I doubt it. Ooh, hopefully not. <laughs> I highly but doubt, Yeah. What do you think about the reveal of like, look, she's going into Silent Hill, even though Christopher did terrible research on a crappy website that this is a ghost town. Oh, yeah. my god. What was goodness. it like AmericanGhostTown.org or something like that? And it yeah. looked like a hey, GeoCities it's 2006. Page. It's 2006 internet, man. That's right? true. That's it true. Was nice yeah. to see, it was weird to see 2006 Google. Like even, nice even Google looks a little different. That is very true. But she goes in there and then... She starts to go down some stairs, and this is where we first get to see the difference between the real world and, I guess, the nightmare world, which we did make reference to in Silent Hill to the game, because the real world in in Silent Hill the movie is like a snowy town, there's coal, but it's visually daytime. But all of a sudden, uh, a siren honks, and that's from the, the church everybody's supposed to go in because nighttime falls the the walls get all gritty and that's where the monsters comes out and and that's sort of the back and forth of, of the movie right where like how much can you do during the daytime before inevitably nighttime falls and this is where she first sees what we later and this is a spoiler but i don't I, it's it's a freaking bad yeah. movie people come on like 
we basically find out that these girls or, or babies, like burnt up babies, are the the girl that we see at the end of the movie, right? In, in many ways, like she, they're almost identical, but they're crappy CG. They look super fake, and I thought that she she reacted like she was scared. But it's like, oh, holy crap. It's like burnt up children are chasing you, right? And out of all the situations to introduce them, I thought this was like a little lackluster. What about you guys? Well, this scene actually is one of the closest scenes to the game, I would say. Although, you know, the the enemy, like the baby things are a little bit different in the game. But this is something they kind of like ripped right out where like you go down an alley and like it transitions, I believe, into like the other world, essentially. And you see like these like bodies and stuff and you're all freaked out and then all of a sudden there's all these like enemies around you uh but yeah the execution is not that great uh like you said the cgi is like pretty poor um but one thing i will give this movie is the whole effect of transitioning to the other world i think was pretty cool where like you know the cgi is a little dated but the fact that like the paint is kind of like dripping kind of like off the walls as it kind of transforms that's one of the few things i'll give this movie is that was like a cool idea for an effect because in the games it kind of just like oh fades out a little bit you get a little bit of a blurring effect and then you're in the other worlds whereas like they Mm -hmm. decided to kind of take that to the next level that i did appreciate and i do think they did a good job replicating at least from silent hill 2 the nightmare world how they'd always had that like yellowy gritty wall look and it was really easy to tell the difference between the nightmare world and the normal world they did a good job of helping you as the viewer follow where exactly they were so ryan could you sort of talk us over the details of what did this movie get right i'm not saying right in terms Mm -hmm. of it made it a better movie but it is a movie based on an existing franchise, whether mm-hmm. it be Silent Hill 1, 2, or 3. The fact of the matter is something existed previously. What could you sort of extract from this movie and say, look, it's not great, but this right here at least was faithful to the uh, source material? Okay, so uh, what it got right was there is Alessa Gillespie is a girl who was burnt Um how like why that happens is a much different reason but alessa gillespie essentially is kind of the fuel for for kind of everything in silent hill um what if if you don't mind what is the plot of silent hill one like in in comparison to this movie what is the like from and the, the source material it grabbed from what is that source material okay so in Silent Hill 1, to quickly explain the p- plot, uh, it's a male, it's like the father, Harry Mason, is taking his daughter, Cheryl, so they renamed her to Sharon for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, they're just going on vacation to Silent Hill. Like, um, Cheryl always wanted to go there. They There's nothing about it being a spooky town. They The game just starts with them going on vacation. They do see the same kind of ghost and like, like, you know, crash the car um, and end up in the town. So they're not realizing what a spooky town it is. So right away, Harry Mason's a better father than Rose is a mother. Um, and there is the cop 
um, Sybil Bennett, who also ends up in Silent Hill as well. Um, and basically, you are trying to find your daughter. Um, and eventually, you run into Dahlia Gillespie, who we'll also talk about in the movie. But basically, in Silent Hill 1, Dahlia Gillespie is actually a bad character. Um, and she is the leader of a cult that is trying to resurrect their god. And essentially, they are torturing their daughter, Alessa Gillespie, by, like, they burnt her nearly to death and are basically using her as fuel to resurrect their god, essentially. And her, like, her pain is basically used as, like, power, but she is able, like, with that pain, I guess, just, like, somehow within Silent Hill that, like, gives her power and... Silent Hill is transformed into basically this girl's, this little girl's nightmare. And so all the enemies and stuff are representative of Alessa Gillespie's kind of like pain and nightmarish suffering. And all the enemies you fight are based on like things in her childhood and everything. So that sounds a lot more interesting yes, in this movie. It I'm is, but and it's, it's much for- It's close ish. I see, yeah. I see where the plot points came from at yeah. least. But like I said, they kind of turned it into a more generic, like, she's a witch, she's a witch. So yeah, they get a few beats right. They randomly, like, they make this, in the movie, they make this new character, Christabella, with her whole, like, church and everything, when, like, I guess, my guess is they just thought it was too cruel to have, like, a mother burning her own daughter, so they created a new character and made Dahlia, like, more of a sympathetic, using quotation marks, character. It's the generic Uh, horror movie movie think it's a bad guy actually a good guy so that's where i said they kind of get like 30 percent of the plot right some of the characters are there still there is the whole alessa gillespie thing the visuals are pretty good um and the music even though most of it's probably from silent hill 2 the music is still good for like the atmosphere so that's about what they they get um in terms of like the plot so keith in your case you and I have really only played the second one. That being said, it's still Silent Hill. Like, uh, I know you, like me, I've gone down the rabbit hole of just like checking out YouTube videos after we reviewed the second one because there's so much lore. And I'm, I continue to be fascinated by Silent Hill. Just uh, generally speaking, is there anything that you saw here and went like, oh, wow, like th- this totally is that or some, somewhat like it? Now that I know the plot of Silent Hill 1, it makes me a little more interested because I can, at the beginning of the movie, I will say I didn't mind the story. Where they were going, as far as like unraveling the mystery of Silent Hill, I thought that was actually pretty cool. It's once they threw in religion, that's when they kind of lost me. But taking that, um, taking that story that they, uh, that they crafted here and then, hearing what they did right um, in the video game, it makes me more interested from that respect. And I'm, I, the movie is what it is, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, so I'll say this, if we want to talk about like, what is the most <clears throat> unsilent Hill thing about this movie? I would say the thing that annoyed me the most, and it might be like a little thing to more people, but the fact that there are just, there's too many damn people. There's way too many damn people. Like, what I love about the Silent Hill games is it's very much a completely abandoned town, and there's like a few people you come across along the way. And you guys experience that in Silent Hill too. 
there's only like five or six characters in the entire thing and you and it's very rare you come across them even then um in silent hill one's very much like that as well there's only a handful of characters along the way and it's mostly a very empty town so when the uh, alarm's going off and you just see hordes of people running up the stairs to get into that church the end of the movie yeah you're just like this it it's all it's like that's when even the atmosphere is just all gone there's just too many damn people for that abandoned town that you're supposed to like be immersed in especially considering the fact that for the first hour of that movie because this happens at about the hour hour and 20 minute point there's been that uh, sense of abandonment the entire time where uh, the main character has been going through like an abandoned school, an abandoned hotel. And where the where are all these people? Where are they running from that you never yeah. encountered even one while running through the town? Because they do a lot of like shot establishment in that first hour establishing the town and, and you never see a person. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's a horde of people. It was it it was very uh, staggering. I caught that as well. So two things that actually make a lot of sense here, and I got to jump to some uh, trivia. So uh, this is from IMDb. In the original script, there were only female characters. After submitting this, the script was returned to uh, Christoph Gans, the director, with a memo saying there are no men. So I'm just pointing that out because notice that two of our biggest gripes are just things that stick out is, one, you have this cult leader that was not even part of the video games. And then on the other side, we have this father that is largely irrelevant in most of his movie, uh, most of his scenes don't really tie up with the rest of the film. You could easily take the father out and nothing changes about the movie. Yeah, the, the research he does at the beginning with the horror, like the, the websites, you could take all of that out and it's still the same film. Yeah, it's and, true. and that it's entirely, you can tell it was added in after the fact. So uh-huh. that's what, like, you can see that they weren't able to tie it together properly and thus it's completely useless. And I imagine if you took all of that movie or all of those parts out of the movie, it would be a much more acceptable runtime because... Two hours is a little much for this, but now I know that if you took all the Sean Bean stuff out, you got an acceptable runtime then. Yeah, that is true. But talking about another thing that maybe the execution was not the best, but I mean, they they look like Silent Hill characters. Talk to me about the incorporation of Pyramid Head, all all the monsters, those things that hypothetically, once again are objectively almost just copied and pasted from the video games. Mm -hmm. What did you think about the execution of them? No monster orgies, zero out of 10. (laughs) Right, right. It was uh, complete fan service uh, was it was done. You know, we if you watch the Silent Hill 2 episode, we get into why Pyramid Head is in Silent Hill 2 in that he is a very he's a manifestation for a specific character. Um, So he makes no sense in any other context in Silent Hill. And same with the, the weird um, straitjacket enemy dudes, um, lying figures, I think is their actual name. Um, they are very much a specific to Silent Hill 2 story. It definitely seems like people love Pyramid Head and they just wanted to put him in a movie and he looks cool i'll give you that they like made his pyramid head thing like sharper and everything and yeah he's looking real jack baby and the the best thing he does is because there's that anna character who's like in the cult and she's very 
Like she's probably the worst actor oh in the movie. Yeah, uh, she's awful. And it was actually nice to see Pyramid Head just rip her skin off and throw it against the door. Okay, as everybody over the watching top and gory. When Ryan says rip the skin off, like he a, literally means like, like he takes her clothes like off. Like imagine so she's, she's a naked. bag of chips and then just opens <laughs> yeah. that bag of chips. Yeah. <laughs> literally. It, it, that was another thing that's like, you know, Silent Hill isn't necessarily a overly gory um series it definitely has a lot of blood in places and stuff but it's not like trying to be torture porn like a you know movie like saw or hostel or anything like that uh so they definitely went well beyond what the games normally did in terms of gore and yeah but anyway a lot of those enemies were complete fan service uh just because they wanted to put them in Minus Pyramid Head, I do disagree with that a little bit. Like, Pyramid Head is 100% fan service. Like, hey, they like him in the game, and he's there. But every other enemy kind of fit within the rules of Silent Hill, in my opinion. Because, so, judging by Silent Hill 2, I'm assuming it's the same in the rest of them. The nightmare mm. creatures are manifestations of the uh, the person whose nightmare this is. Well, they, I, not, not necessarily. That's actually only the case for Silent Hill 2. Well, in that case, uh, never mind then. So, because, yeah. like, I was trying to think of all of the different creatures yeah. and compare them to, it's Alessa is the one that was, like, burned yeah, so alive. Basically, um, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but um, in Silent Hill 1, my guess is because of the amount of pain that Alessa is in, the like I said, I know in Silent Hill 1, everything in Silent Hill um, 1 is Alessa's like subconscious, basically. It's her mm-hmm. nightmare. Um, and it's the and same I in guess- this movie? Yeah, techni- uh, not not really because they don't they don't really get into that. Um, so my guess is like lore wise for Silent Hill because Aless is going through su- such pain compared to anyone else that her power it's so powerful that it takes over the entire town and it is like all of her nightmare mm-hmm. basically because the um, creatures related directly to her like the burning children yes. the nurses yeah. even though the nurses were fan service it made yeah. sense i'll put it this way there are nurses in silent hill one and they're not as sexualized um, okay because it's Alessa's nightmare so um they the ner- they basically there are nurses in Silent Hill 1, but in the movie, people like the Silent Hill 2 nurses, so they put the Silent Hill 2 nurses in okay. there. Okay. Yeah, okay. that'd so, be very that, little sense That I me. understand. Yeah. But it's like, those are minor. I, the big one's Pyramid Head. I'll, I, I'm like, you know, free pass on the other and ones, wh- Why whatever. did he have bugs? Is that a thing? Uh, no. They just were like, okay. hey, let's, let's do bugs. And then there's actually a game that came out later silent hill homecoming on like ps3 era and they basically put all the movie stuff in there so a lot of people hate silent hill homecoming they're like wow betrayal you're following the movie but that was not done by the original team that made the the first series so so there there's one scene in particular that has a lot of things going on so you see the mom rose she's trying to find her daughter right so 
Uh, much like us when we played Silent Hill 2, you're going through a lot of corridors, you're going through a lot of buildings. There's even a reference of when they make a transition from one building to another, and that's straight up lifted from Silent Hill 2. So that's that's like yeah. weird. It's the story and all that stuff from the first one, but really they incorporated a ton of stuff that I know I played. But yeah. at one point, she goes into a bathroom because she thinks her daughter went there. So she opens a door and sees this chained up man or what used to be a man he's asleep or he's like frozen uh she grabs something out of his mouth and in that process there are some enemies some human characters and then like i'm just gonna go over all the details and then you sort of fill in because i got no idea what's going on here they're trying to break this door down which she actually has a bunch of keys which you know this is inaccurate because like how does she have so many damn keys? And the game takes me 30 minutes to find one stupid key, but she's got all I of them. I thought she got it from the janitor guy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but Maybe. still, they gave her all the keys. She's got an entire janitor's key Janitor's got a lot of keys, bro. Yeah, but that's not like the video games, man. Yeah, you get it's one key easy. and then one yeah, door. Right? Yeah. And then you got to solve a puzzle piece. But in that process, uh, just as it seems like she's about to be messed up by these evil men, the siren comes off and that causes them to run away. And this is when she really sees the effects and we get to see a bunch of bugs and all that stuff. What I would love for you to explain is, who are these men? Are they in any way part of the Silent Hill universe or were they just added as a an additional thing for the movie? Uh, yeah, so that was completely added in. Again, like I said, there's very few people in the Silent Hill games. You know, the, you, you just get a handful of characters. So they just added that in because they were like, oh, we're going to take this real life coal mine fire thing and add it in. Because in the games, it's it's actually snow that's coming down. It's not ash. That was a, a movie in Invention. Um, so I guess they decided because they were going with the coal mine thing that they're going to have these coal miner outfits that the cult guys wear because you see them putting it on later. And they have the canary thing because they wanted to do this canary in the coal, coal mine, mine thing yeah. that the birds can detect when the other world is going to happen. So they are like, oh man, the, the canary went off. We got to get the hell out of here. So yeah, they're completely another movie invention. Keith, what did you think about them? Because we get to see them here, but then later in the movie, they do have a more prominent role. Like it's not about them, but when we see the cult leader at one point, Rose, she figures out. And, and I love this, like they do incorporate maps into the movie. It's very obvious. Like you can tell it's like, hey, maps are a thing in the game, but I, I at least appreciate the yeah, fact I, that- I did. Yeah, yeah, that, same that thing. was fun. Trying to memorize the map and seeing all the different, uh, seeing all the different corridors and them going through it. I appreciated that. But when the miners became disciples, that's when I kind of lost it because I kind of I made the connection. It was mining town. Okay, there's going to be some crazy evil miners. Maybe they're demons. We're not sure uh, at that point. But once it turned into they're just cult members that are going out and scavenging the town. That's when I lost it because it all comes back to that religion thing. This this movie had completely lost me the second that the cult leader showed up. Yeah, that's when it really, really falls apart. Not that it started out great to begin with because I think the beginning is particularly bad too. Like I said, there is a cult in the games, but it's not the same as like a 
you know, Christian mm-hmm. wit- witch burning to religion me, thing. The biggest thing that stood out, the difference between the two is that they're trying to resurrect their God. This cult yeah. is doing it for God, the established God that we as human beings, uh, no, I'm, I don't know what other yeah. word to use there besides no. <laughs> so now you're taking it and kind of taking it out of the Silent Hill mythos and putting it towards human being mythos. And that's where it all falls apart. Yeah. So there's a couple things I'll, I'll give this movie. There's like teeny bits of Silent Hillness where, you know, when she has to reach into that body's mouth and get something and then nothing happens, that was very Silent Hill to me, where you're expecting something but then don't get it. And the other thing I'll give this movie, although I almost think they might have should have done it because this movie isn't scary at all, is they don't rely on jump scares at all in this movie. But then again, it's not, it's supposed to be a horror movie, but it's really not scary at all. It's more of a psychological horror movie. Yeah. Or I don't feel like they accomplished, yeah, I don't feel like they accomplished that either. So, I feel like they just checked off a lot of boxes. Yeah, like they checked off the visual boxes. Like, you look at Pyramid Head and it's like, oh my goodness, he's going to scare you. You know, there's that one scene where Rose is with Sybil, right? And he starts just cutting through the door, which, holy crap, I mean, that that sword thing is sharp as hell, breaks it off like nothing, but then the siren comes on. And it's like this convenience, like this movie convenience of any time that they're about to be messed up, well, times are changing, you got to move that away. And you guys talk about the fact when the movie went off the rails, I do feel like that last part of it, from the moment that they found out that there was a church that they could go to, It's at that same time that you see hundreds of people show up from seemingly out of nowhere, and then Pyramid Head literally shows up. Like, he physically spawns in the area. (laughs) He vanishes, like, he comes out of thin air. Yeah, it almost felt like, okay, people, uh, the movie, it's starting to end, and we got to continue to check these boxes. Like, Pyramid Head hasn't had, like, the iconic scene. We still got to establish, like, these characters. So, literally, in the entire scene, it's like, Pyramid Head, people show up. Oh, apparently Rose is a witch, and so is the cop, and they got to burn him down. Oh, you got to go to the pits of hell, and you got to do this at the same time. But then the cop gets burned. It's like, holy crap, people, slow down. Yeah, slow it's, down. it seems like there was just a boardroom of people going like this. How, how, how do we wrap this shit up? I don't know. There's Pyramid Head. It's a cult. There's burning. Get the barbed wire out and then we'll send it home. Yeah, that is that barbed wire scene was so absurd. But I do want to talk about just the ridiculous pointlessness of Sybil gets beaten down right as Rose is going down the elevator to meet with Alessa. And film language tells you She's dead. Dead. They just beat her down with pipes and everything. We must speak then, a different language. I knew she wasn't dead. Uh, oh, really? It, it it seemed heavily implied based on just, you know, how they portrayed it that she was dead. Her and then they bring her back. They bring her back and she's tied up on a ladder just to burn her alive. You know, it's like, okay, you're like, oh, hey, Sybil's actually alive. And then they just kill her. And, and it's like, not oh, even like well, burning alive as in throw her into the fire. It's like, no, no, no. We're, we're going to take her time. It's like, no, put her just over the we're fire. Gonna slow so you see cook the, her. the skin melting. Yeah, exactly. Like slow cooker 60 minutes. It's like, 
<laughs> wow, you assholes! It's like three heat to three fifty, mm-hmm. right? They pour a little bit of salt. Like they just needed to get her. Like the contract said, like five more minutes of screen time. So it's like, well, people just slow burn, slow steady. Once yeah, the literally race. went into After Effects and was like, well, we got this burning effect. How do we use it? So, how did you guys feel about the fact that the the real story as the movie progresses? It's like Christopher is a dad in the quote unquote real world is trying to find out just what the hell happened with Silent Hill. How come we went there and we don't see anything yet? Clearly, I keep feeling my wife is in here. He he breaks into a place because there's no security, because why not? And then he finds out like, hey, uh, something's happened in that town simultaneously. His wife finds out that uh, her, her daughter, who was adopted, apparently does have direct ties to Silent Hill. And in many ways, it's like... Uh, 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 one-to-one with i forgot the character dahlia's daughter yeah yeah uh, alessa right? yeah. is her name. Alessa. exactly yeah. so it's almost like she wasn't supposed to come back to silent hill and by her coming back all of these events happen so there is some sense of consequence because you went back to silent hill which didn't make sense in the first place and that's the problem that i had but then the movie takes this weird turn and i don't think i've seen this in a movie in some time where okay so Alessa's not bad, but she is bad in that she comes back, kills everybody else but her mother, and that's supposed to make us feel good even though Rose and her daughter just witnessed this massacre happening, and then everything at the end is okay, quote-unquote, as you mentioned, Ryan. The movie does end with the fact that they go back home. So you're, you're, you're thinking this is all okay. It's like, no. You're still kind of like in the nightmare world slash like Silent Hill the fog foggy world. world. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. fog world. So like, how was I supposed to feel? What, it's what stupid. did we get? It was completely stupid. That's, again, a, a movie thing only. And it doesn't help the fact that in the sequel, right, the mother's out of the picture and Sean Bean in the daughter, like the daughter's grown up in in the next movie because there is a second movie and oh, it is God. even worse if you can imagine it is even no, worse i can't yeah hey i'm not saying you know maybe down the line uh, maybe don't, but don't i wouldn't do recommend this, it. ryan don't but hey don't we get two game of curiosity. thrones characters right we got sean bean in that one you get sean bean and john snow <laughs> kid harrington in the second movie yeah believe it or not so yeah in this in this sequel movie it's just the daughter with Sean Bean. I have no idea how she got out of the fog world. I don't know if they explain it. I can't remember. But so the ending's pointless anyway. So there you go. It, it's stupid. Well, it's nice. just a way to be like, oh, he's, you know, they're back, but they're not really back. So regardless, what did you guys think about the fact that they go back home in the entire ride? You can tell something's off, right? Because like all the mm-hmm. fog goes to the everywhere else. Abandoned looking, yeah, like, yeah. Let's remove ourselves from the video games. We're still at the end of the day watching a movie. It's Did hard. Think, it's hard, one. I, I, I try. I, 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 I know, try. Man, I, I am grasping at straws, literally, to bring <laughs> some kind of positivity. What did you think? Like, put it this way. It's like um, most movies, people remember the end, right? It can be an awesome movie, but if the end is bull crap, that is what you see on social media. With this, it's like, it's it's not even an ending because it's like, what happens, right? There's There are more questions than we already had at the beginning of the movie. What did you guys think about that? Yeah, that sums it up well, where I was just uh, sitting there at the end of the movie thinking to myself like, okay, 
nothing solved here. There's just a lot of dead people. And that's it. Yeah, I think they thought it would be more of like a, oh, like they're still, they're not out of, you know, Silent Hill. But it's just very flat. It just feels very flat. You're just like, eh, okay. Silent Hill question. In any of the games, does anybody actually, is it shown somebody leaving Silent Hill? Or is that like a video game thing that they pulled? Like, does anybody actually get out of Fogland? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You do. Um, yeah, for then, sure. Then I have nothing. And there is even instances where Silent Hill's powers can kind of creep beyond Silent Hill. Uh, that's definitely shown too, but not in the same way that this movie does it at the end. So, Silent Hill's powers can reach beyond, but... Uh, yeah, just they haven't done it in this kind of stupid way. So, Ryan, I know it's very easy to just say, like, what would you change about the film? The whole thing, right? But, yeah, like we've the three of us in, in some way, shape or form have really admitted to the fact that visually the movie's not bad. Like the CG could be better, but visually it looks like a Silent Hill movie. If yeah. there was one thing that you could change, just like a tiny thing, whether it be the cult leader, whether it be Dolly as a character, you mentioned some of the switches. What's just one thing that if they just altered that a little bit, we would have gotten a much better film as a result? Uh, uh, I guess the little thing would be to remove the big cult and 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 follow the game's cult. And the big thing would be just follow the damn game story. Just follow the script, yeah. you know, of the story. To me, that's what it sounds like would have made this movie better. Keep religion out of it, keep the cult aspect out of it, and then just keep it closer to the Silent Hill one story instead of having to put your own twist on it. Because the twist seems like where it failed. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I do think that they they almost tried too hard because when, when the movie starts, you know, when I saw it, it on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it, it has 30% tomato meter, which honestly, we've reviewed worse. I'd like, give it about a 3 out of 10. That sounds about right. Yeah, I, I guess objectively, but like even then, once again, visually, there is something there. Uh, for context, uh, the movie's budget, I believe, was $50 million, and it made 97.6. So needless to say, whether it was uh, horror fans or, or video game fans that went to the theater... It didn't actually, it didn't like knock it out of the park because they technically just made like uh, twice the amount of what it cost. And I, and I don't think that's like a commercial success, but it did spawn a sequel. So inevitably, there was something about it. Um, are you guys glad that you saw this movie? Do you think that any Silent Hill fan, whether it's like, look, we, we talked about the Super Mario Brothers movie, right? And we can talk about this in any video game movie that bad or good. It's like, I wonder how they did this, right? Like there's always that curiosity that goes in. Is this something that even though breaking news, we didn't love the movie or even like it, should somebody consider watching it? Sounds no. like you should just go play Silent Hill 1. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone should only see it after they've played the games, uh, which is why I wanted you guys to play the games first before you saw the movie. I didn't Thank want you. your first yeah. impression. I understand of, now. Yeah, and I appreciate it. I didn't it. want your first impression of Silent Hill to be this movie, but... Like I said, I appreciate some of the visuals. It was really cool to see sort of those shots of Silent Hill in real life. And hey, if there's one positive of this movie is that we got some of the game music kind of redone in like higher quality. Um, so True. that was nice. So I appreciate that. 
Yeah, it seems like something that should be an addition piece to if you've fallen down the Silent Hill rabbit hole. Like, don't let this be your context for the Silent Hill franchise, but if you've seen the rest of it, then why not consume it and kind of see their spin on the mythos and then appreciate Silent Hill video games a little more for it? Yeah, so everybody watching and listening, please let us know. Like, now we've technically talked about uh, Silent Hill two and the movie we've also had a chance to review resident evil 2 so now begs the question of like where do we go in 2020 personally well, it there's would be interesting. some resident evil movies oh no I, I wholeheartedly but in addition to that it's like i feel like resident evil and Silent hill are like the commercial success when it comes to horror video games right but i know there's like fatal frame i know there's a bunch of other horror games that i literally have seen almost no footage and I'm just curious, you know, because uh, maybe some of these games were directly inspired by movies or vice versa. So people don't be afraid to reach out to us on social media, a cast of the past on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. You can send us an email to uh, a cast of the past at gmail.com. We have the discord. But before we, do- we ride off into the sunset, I saw this interesting fact about the movie that was just mind blowing. Uh, Ryan, we have two interesting facts. So read the first one uh, quickly, just because like that's like a tidbit. But the second one, after talking about the movie, it seems surprising that the director went to such great lengths to get this as uh, the end result. All right. So the first quick fact was the strange stumbling movements of the dark nurses when they first come alive uh, was created by filming them walking backwards and then running the film in reverse. Interesting. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And, and I thought good. that that scene yeah. was probably one of the better moments, I think, in the movie where she has to sneak it past all the, the nurses. It felt the most Silent Hill, especially yeah. knowing yeah. like that uh, what you mentioned in the Silent Hill 2 episode, that if you turn the flashlight off, it's harder for them to find you. So, they, they felt like they directly ripped that from the game. Yeah, yeah. That, that was actually a nice little moment. Um, the second fact here, it took director Oof. Christopher Gans five years to obtain the rights to make the film. He was given the rights after he sent Konami a video of an interview describing how much Silent Hill meant to him. Along with the interview, he sent scenes that he filmed on his own dollar cut up and overlaid music from the games. So this is, this this is a case of like, um, (laughs) we're wrestling fans, right? And in the wrestling world, wrestlers always complain about the fact that fans always have the solution to a problem. Oh, this is a bad show. Here's how I would do it differently. It does seem like this director, which I looked up his uh, filmography, really didn't do a lot. Like his last film was in uh, this year, 2019. Before that, it was Beauty and the Beast in 2014. And before that, it was Silent Hill. So this is not somebody that has like hundreds upon hundreds of movies in his repertoire but it's apparently passionate enough and you got to give that credit, right? But mm-hmm. what what happened? I know we don't have the answer here, but Ryan, you're in particular, like, <laughs> is that not fascinating? Here's yeah, this guy is. that spent years. Yeah, you can tell that he did like Silent Hill, but again, I feel like ego may have played a role here and possibly, possibly studios, right? Because... Um, a lot of times there's pressure from studios and they want to get like, you know, the publishers, whatever. They want to get their fingerprints all over things like this. Um, so, I don't know too much about Christopher Gans, so I don't want to crap all over him. But it seems like somebody's ego got involved here. Like, again, like I said, nobody seems to respect video game source material yet. It's yet to be a thing that I've seen like portrayed accurately on screen. 
And yeah, so somebody got their hands on this, thought they knew better, and just made it worse and more cliche as a result. Yeah, so everybody, uh, this concludes our Silent Hill package. If you haven't, definitely go back to the previous episode where we talk about Silent Hill 2. Recently, and we if put you out haven't episodes. Yet, go play Silent Hill 2. It's a great please, game. Please, yeah. Like, I'll be real saying, like, don't watch or listen to that if you haven't played it and plan on doing that. Like, I do think that's the, the, the best way to experience that. We have an episode talking about some of our top five favorite Halloween candy. That's a thing. Favorite horror movies. We reviewed the Spider-Man 3 trilogy. So if this is your first time stumbling upon the podcast, why this episode? It's like the sound of a movie. <laughs> this, can, this is the end of spooky month. Yeah. It is the end of the spooky, scary month right here on a cast. To the past. Or past. Spooky. Keith. I feel like I want to. I want to rip your skin off. Silent Hill. Silent, Silent Hill. Hill. Take me to Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs>